Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. Justin Starling on GNCC Life um, and what he's doing next year in Supercross and some more uh, things that we talk about. So thanks for listening. Appreciate it. FXR Racing, man. The official gear of Phil Nicoletti, uh, just Jeremy Martin, uh, so many privateers running FXR Racing, Tristan Lane, and so on and so forth. They really support the privateers, which is awesome. Pulpamex 30 is the code to save with FXRRacing.com. Designed by racers for racers. FXR's 2024 line is out and uh, looking really, really good. They have a, the lightweight stuff. they got the regular stuff. they got vet-owned vet stuff. Stuff. A lot of it going on at FXR Racing. Um, also mountain bike things and fishing stuff, outdoorsy stuff, all of that. FXRRacing.com. Thank you to those guys for making it happen. And also uh, use the code PulpMX30 to save at FXRRacing.com. And Race Tech, of course, uh, they've got suspension seminars and motor seminars that I think are done now, but they do them every single year. And they've, they've got a lot of people in the industry really started. Uh, down the road to working in the industry and they'll teach you everything you need to know at these seminars so racetech.com for more information on that if they're not done they're probably already full by the time you listen to this but check it out anyways motor work suspension work they've got you covered their world famous gold valve developed in the 1980s they still got it going on it's a revalve in a box racetech.com suspension work done uh they got they got also these service centers all across america so you don't got to ship it all the way to california you've got a service guy in your area i guarantee you, and you can find more information out on racetech and tell them you listen to pulp and you can save with the folks at racetech thank you to the folks at uh roost mx pulp nation is the code to save 48 hour turnaround from the folks at roost mx they offer a wide range of other custom products from hats t-shirts backpacks sticker kits and more and the pulp nation code saves you at roostmx.net pulp nation code Go there, and they have a whole section of Pulp stuff on there as well. For over 20 years, Roost delivers professional-level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. And, of course, Firepower Parts. Uh, they got oil now. They have uh, chains. They got batteries. Firepowerparts.com. You look at the Firepower Honda team, uh, Vance D. and Dean Wilson. Firepower stepping it up. Go to your local dealer. Go to motorsport.com. Check out the parts at Firepower Parts. Uh, great prices and great quality, man. Chains made in Japan. Featherlight lithium batteries and more. Uh, going on at firepowerparts.com. We'll tell you more about Namira, Seat Concept, Zools, um, Max's Tires later on in this podcast with, with J-Star. But uh, for now, here it is, uh, Justin Starling talking about GNCC life and more. Race Tech, FXR, Privateer Island Pod. Away we go. All right, everybody. Welcome to the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Podcast. And as promised... We'll talk about some GNCC today as well as more with one of the uh, top privateers in the sport. Uh, the Floridian had a good time this past weekend at Ironman, or at least I think he did. Justin Starling, what's up, buddy? How are you? Yeah, just uh, honestly itching to go race another GNCC. It was uh, one of the most fun things I've ever done in my life. That's uh, Yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. I, I want to get into that and more. Uh, but let's, let's start with this. Um, you came to me, I think when you were here co-hosting. It was a long time ago. And you mentioned like wanting to do a GNCC and do you think I could help you or, and you know, we'll get into that part with the Ampro guys and all that, but like it is, you know, you're, you're not even a motocross guy, Starling, you're supercross only. Um, yeah. what the hell made you think <laughs> about doing a GNCC? Like what made you, yeah, even come to mind? Well, I mean, I'm 30 now, right? Yep. So I'm getting towards the end of my racing career, I guess you could call it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've done an outdoor, I've done some races in Europe, and I, I've done it all, but I've, I've never rode in the woods. Like, it's it's something I've just never done. And then when you see the bikes when you come off the track, you're like, man, I'm not taking one of my bikes out there anyways. Yep. And, um, yeah, it was just something I've always wanted to do. And, uh, yeah, so I was like, yeah, I wonder if Steve can help me out with this. And 
and put something together with, with maybe the Yamaha guys or something. And, uh, yeah, we were able to make it happen. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome to, to do it. So, like, yeah, you never – like your dad and you yourself, you guys never went trail – like, I mean, even – look, I've done a couple GNCCs, but much later. But I did um, – you know, grow up riding in the woods with my dad and trail riding and that kind of stuff. And Florida does have a trail system. Like, did you do much of that or were you just such a, a honed in racer? No, I was just so like, you know, go to the track, do your motos, go home or ride at home type of thing. It was, uh, it was not much play riding in my life. It was really just like, do the work and then, you know, you're done. And, um, I guess the last time that I rode in the woods, which I didn't even realize this until my dad actually brought it up, but I think it was like 2001 Minios when okay. they used to do the GNCC type thing before. It was like GNCC, Supercross, Motocross. Yep. And uh, yeah, I guess that was the last time that I did it. And okay. I, and honestly, I couldn't even tell you how it went or even like remember like a, you know, one mm. section or, you know, or something like that. So it was basically going in this weekend, you know, I rode mountain bikes on trails quite a bit, but that was... <laughs> The extent of my uh, of my my trail riding. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's funny. Um, that yeah, you just kind of just totally wanted to try something different, which is awesome. So I put in, yeah. I put in, I talked to the, talked to the Yamaha guys and Ampro, Randy Hawkins' team there, uh, Osborne's team, and Ricky Russell and the other guys. They, yeah. they had a they had, they had a bike for you, and then and then at some point it came down to Starling um, doing Ironman. It came down to like, do you want to do two fifties and in the morning, or do you want to do four fifties like with the real pros and you're just like screw it yeah let me jump into the deep end i guess <laughs> yeah yeah i kind of figured like if i'm gonna do it like let's let's do it you know like let's not just you know let's not go race supercross futures type thing like i want to go race the 250 main event type thing you know mm -hmm. and that was my that my thought and and obviously i think the the industry class and stuff i think is only two hours yep um and then the other guys are three hours but i didn't realize that there was like multiple classes for the three hours race i thought it was like xc1 and that was it okay yeah, yeah. so <laughs> yeah so that was my mind i'm like yeah i'll just do the xc1 class but i didn't realize there was like open a and yeah. all these other classes i i had no idea so uh, maybe should have done like open a or something like that. Like not being up there with those guys. Cause I actually started third, uh, going into the, the I guess I would say the second turn, but, uh, -huh. uh, and then I was immediately like, I don't even remember like where this part of the track goes. Cause I didn't ride the outdoor tarp. Like there was I'm like an outdoor yeah, part. Did, did you pedal it on an e-bike or anything? Did you check yeah, out anything? about 30% of it? Okay. okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, so I, like once we got there, like it was such a busy day. Uh, on Friday, we just like I had a, a filmer there to do like a bunch of videos and everything, mm -hmm. and we were just so busy the whole time. And, and then it was like, oh, we should probably go look at the track, you know, or the course, whatever you want to call it. And I was able to to mountain bike a little bit of it. Me and Darkside actually went, but we got lost twice trying to find Ironman Hill. So we kind of like rode in circles, but then we realized that we were riding the track backwards. And <laughs> yeah, then. And then Dark says, like, I got to get going. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go try to find Iron Man Hill. So I was able to find it, but, like, I couldn't tell you how I got there type of thing. You yeah, know, yeah, like, it was yeah. just – you were just lost the whole time. I know there's arrows and everything, but when you're on a mountain bike on a 12-mile course and there's other races going on, you're like yeah. – you don't know what's going, what you're really doing. So, um, yeah, I was able to – I think about 30%. And then the next morning, Sunday morning, I was – it was pretty cold. So I was like, oh, let me try to go, like, warm up a little bit and I'll go ride another part of the track and – yeah, there, it took me until lap four that I actually started to remember sections. Mm -hmm. So, it uh, yeah, it was it was pretty funny. Like the first time we went into the woods, I, I was probably mid pack, 
And immediately I was like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where I'm at. I'm going to move over and let these guys go because <laughs> I don't want to get in their way and I'm going to get myself hurt if I try to stay in it. So yeah, yeah it was, uh, I wouldn't say like a rude awakening, but I cannot express how gnarly those guys are. Yeah. And it is, it's unbelievable. Uh, How was the team? How was the mechanics? How was all of that? Uh, probably the most factory I've ever felt besides actually racing in Brazil. Uh, (laughs) I went down there. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty good, but man, they treated me just like I was one of their guys, uh, which was really cool. Like not just, you know, coming in and just, you know, showing up and racing and leaving, uh, man, they, we had like a whole team meeting on, on Saturday and, uh, they were telling me where there's going to be people at if I need help and this and that. And, uh, it was also kind of a thing like the Liam Draper, the XC2 uh, guy who won the championship. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, like a thing like, Hey, if you see him on the side, like stop and help him, you know, okay. like it was, yep. it was something a little bit like that as well. Like if, if uh, he breaks a lever, like take your clutch lever off and give it to him type of thing. You know, it was like, it was kind of like my bike was going to be a parts bike, but luckily he was, you know, he got yeah. second, so he was fine. But, um, it was really cool. Like it was such a team atmosphere the whole time and the mechanics were amazing. They were all so nice. And they asked me before the, the race even started like, Hey, like, so what if this goes good? Like, <laughs> would you be interested in coming and racing? And I'm like, I'll let you know in three hours, you know, like as of right now, like after Saturday and, and how the race felt and like the atmosphere, absolutely. I would come race this. Um, but as you can see, I, I, I don't even think I'm good enough to have like my entry fee covered yet. So, uh, I've got a long way to go before anything like that. Yeah. There's a history of motocrossers jumping into these things and some of them, Mike Krodowski, Rodney Smith, uh, some of them do really well and, and win races or championships. Other guys like Dowdy and Canari and other guys have showed up, uh, and they've struggled. Um, and Scott Sheik, I think did, uh, uh, there's been a bunch of dudes over the time who've, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's it's really it's really hit and miss as to whether you'll be good at it or not. The the motocross skills seem to not really matter. There's a lot of things that go into it. Um, yeah, I to, don't think yeah. I don't feel like it really translates. It's a whole different thing. Yeah. Like yeah. like I, I've I've never seen a track that rough. But you're going these guys like I I can't even believe how fast they go through it. You know, and then they're just like dodging trees. And holding a third gear wide open through like, you know, a couple foot wide section. Just wild to me. Also, to be fair to them, they are gnarly. And I've said that I've raced a couple of them and I'm not taking any disrespect. They do know where this place goes, right? They've ridden this track years and years. So they do kind of know where it's going. So there is that. Yeah, they said that that track was like 10 years, same course. Mm -hmm. Um, And I realized that they were completely correct on that when we went into the woods the first time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So, yeah, you finished. Uh, you beat a couple guys. Um, but, like, yeah, what would you think overall? Like you, like you said, it took you lap four before you felt like you knew where you were going. Did you get yep. stuck? Did you have any horrific moments? Uh, no, I got stuck once, uh, but it was really short-lived. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Um, and it was just in, like, a super deep, muddy rut. Uh, and I didn't realize, like, there was a lot of things, like – you you really can trust the fans there. Like when they're telling you to go to a certain line on the side of the track, like you should really listen to them. And I okay. sometimes didn't because I was like, I don't know if this guy just wants to see me mess up. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Um, so I started to listen to them, and it actually that's when I started to get better. But uh, no, it was it was it was a lot of fun. Like the whole time, it, you were 
you were just enjoying it. And, and it, honestly, the, the time goes by pretty quick. Does it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I had a, an issue with my helmet liner kept popping out. Uh, I think this is my fault. So I had to actually stop twice and take my helmet off and try to fix it because my helmet was sliding down on my head. Um, so once that was kind of like, you know, little things like that, mm-hmm. it was, it was fine. But, uh, it was the, the cool part was, is like the team, like I said, like during my pit stop for fuel, like they were, they were like, Hey, do you need this? They're like, whatever you need, you're fine. And I'm like, no, it's like, I'm good. Like I'm just going to get back out there. Um, and there was no like expectations for a result, right? Like it was just, they basically just said like, Hey, just don't stop, you know, like just don't quit. And I was like, well, I'm not stopping. Like yeah. I will finish this thing no matter what. Um, yeah, don't be a dark side. Like, you know, don't be dark. <laughs> yeah, no, I was not going to quit. Like I knew that from the beginning, like there was no way that I was ever going to stop. You know, I would, I would ride it in and, um, yeah, like the one thing I noticed, like my lower back is unbelievably sore. Cause you have to stand everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as you sit, it's, it's pretty terrible, but um, yeah, like on the last lap, I, uh, I stopped to fix my helmet and when I got going or when I was getting ready to get going, I could re- realize I could hear the XC one class coming again because it just sounds like a roar. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a train going through the woods <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that's gotta be them. So I waited probably another 45 to a minute yep. on the side right there. Cause I was like, I haven't seen these guys once and I just want to see them. Like I want to see them go through this because like I was in a section that was pretty brutal mm-hmm. and I, when they came by me, I was just like, wow. Like, that was the first time that I was, like, legitimately yeah. speechless over something. So, and especially in the fact that, like, from Strang to Ricky Russell, it was, like, four seconds. Yeah, you know And what? that was I, first of five. It's crazy that, so it's a four-hour race, and the dudes just kind of paced themselves for three hours and 30 minutes. Well, no, it's three hours. Oh, three hours. It's for two hours yeah, yeah, and 30 hours. minutes, and then it's go time. And they're able yeah. to do that. They're able to, like... Hey, I don't need to pass this guy. I'm going to just, and then on the last 30 is a sprint, you know? Um, yeah, it was, it was weird to me. Like, I didn't understand a whole lot of it. Like, so when I was, when, when they lapped me, I, my understanding is I thought no matter what, you raced three hours, right? Like, I thought you raced three hours. So if you went across the finish line at 2.59, like, I thought you, you got to go another lap. Okay. So I was looking at my watch, and when I was coming around on the last lap, after I had gotten lapped, um, I had gotten the two board, but I didn't think much of it. I thought maybe they were going off lap times. Like, Hey, you're no matter, you're slow. You're going to, no mm-hmm. matter what you two more. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I came around. I, on the last lap, I was like, you know what? My goggles are pretty shot. I'm going to pull in for just a set of goggles really quick. Just to, and I want to like try to put in like a good last lap, like just a good time. And I pulled into the, into the, the mechanics or not mechanics, but the pro yeah. pro pit, the, the semi, and there was no one there. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So I got my own goggles <laughs> and, uh, I didn't realize that like they cut it short. Like if they're going around at certain time or something, they, the race was only like two hours and 40 minutes. Okay. And my, like I said, I thought no matter what you did three hours, it could be three hours and 30 minutes. Yeah, that yeah. was like my yeah. understanding. So I waited like a minute and a half to get my goggles and then I had to go literally 20 more seconds to the checkered. So I should have finished like 101st, <laughs> but I got like 109th because I didn't understand. Yeah. Um, but man, it was it was so fun. And like it, it was like a bummer. For, like everyone else was all excited. Like, okay, season's over. We get rest. And I'm like, man, can we go do another one? Like yeah. I was just like I could not wait to get back out there and, and just, you know, just now that I understand how things work, yeah. just to actually do it and like know what's going on. Big thanks to Yamaha and the Ampro crew for making this happen. Um, yeah, it's really cool. They, they sound like awesome guys. Zacho, was Zacho giving you some tips, or was he helping you at all? Yeah, Zach was cool. He, uh, I mean, obviously, I, I've known him for a while, and, mm-hmm. and he where he rides at Kroom is just on the other side of the fence of where I ride Supercross, and 
he's always like, yeah, come, if you're going to do this, like come ride, come ride. I'm like, no, I kind of like made a joke that I wasn't going to prepare. You know, I just like (laughs) want to go do it and just, you know, get thrown into it and see. And I definitely should have maybe gone and done like a lap at crew (laughs) (laughs) just to, just to understand. But, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, he was, he was, he kind of gave me a little bit of tips, but he kind of just said like, you're going to kind of just figure it out. Like Mm -hmm. I can tell you this and that, but like, if I tell you how to do this, you're not even going to know where that is and how that's going to work. So like, just, just go. And so for me, it was like, yeah, just, we'll just go see how it goes. And, and there was no, uh, expectations for anything. It was just, Hey, the, the team was just like, Hey, just don't, just don't quit. And I'm like, you don't have to worry. Like, yeah. I will be able to do this. No problem. I'm in pretty good shape with troll training. So like getting to the end, will be fine. So did you, uh, did you, did you, were you at points like, um, you know, you talk, we talked beforehand, you tweeted like, just don't hit trees, don't hit trees, don't quit, or all that, all that stuff that you, you know, talked about. Were you yeah. able to uh, charge and like go at a race pace and go fast and scare yourself? Or was this more of like, I'm just riding and going to have fun riding? Or did there, were there moments where the racer and you took over and you're like, oh, now I'm hauling ass? Yeah, the first time I went into the woods, I was like, in the pack with these guys, you know, I think I went in like pretty close to Stu, to Stu Baylor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh wow. Like this is crazy. And then I'm like, I am riding so over my head. Okay. I need to back it down. <laughs> I was like, I'm like barely dodging trees. Like there was like a sharp left turn. And I slid past it because I didn't realize the turn was there. Yeah. Like there was little things like that where I was like, okay, slow down. And so I moved way over and let like four guys that were in the XC one that were behind me. I said, just, just go. Okay. Like I don't need to race with you guys. Yeah. Um, so there was times where like, honestly, about lap four, like I actually started to feel really good. And like, I started passing people back that had okay. passed me yep. and it wasn't in my class. They were like 250A or XC2 and stuff like that. Like, but it was like, I was passing some guys back and I'm like, okay, like I, I think I can figure this out. And I was figuring it out. But like, as soon as I started to push hard, I would be like 15, 20 minutes into like a, where I feel like I'm pushing hard and I would have like a pretty sketchy moment for a second. Yep. And I'm like, you got to ride supercross this week. Like <laughs> maybe you should back it back down just a smidge, you know, like you're not impressing anyone. No one cares. So slow, slow down. <laughs> um, but there was some times where like, I wanted to like push really hard. And then there was other times where I'm like, man, just, yeah. just keep enjoying it, you know? And, but I will say like when you get a flow and you start like hopping bumps and jumping things and, and wheel tapping, honestly, I wheel tapped a couple roots and I thought that was the craziest thing. But like when you do that stuff, it, it like changes the whole game and it makes it so much more fun. So I don't know, every single lap all the way, every minute that I was out there, like I had like a smile on my face and was loving it. There wasn't one time where I was like, Oh, why'd I do this? Or dang, I wish I could just stop. Like the whole time, like literally when I went across the checkered, I'm like, damn, I really wanted that one more lap. Like (laughs) I was, I was excited for it. So no, it was, it was cool the whole time. Uh, it was the one I, I've done a couple of them, um, I did Iron Man, and literally, I'm not kidding you, Starling. I did the industry class in the morning. I had to have somebody take my hands off the grips. I was they they were seized on the handlebars when I pulled yeah. them because they were. I had no gloves anymore. I was barehanded. <laughs> it was muddy, and I I was like, I can't take my hands off the grips. They were so on there. Like that's how exhausted and cramping I was, and everything. Because obviously, I'm not in any kind of shape of like you are. But it was one of the tougher things I've ever done. Uh, the, the, yeah, the Iron my- Man that I did. Yeah. My hands cramped on lap one and like when they were like halfway through the lap and my hands were cramped, I was like, oh no, this is going to be a really long race. And then it started, it got better. Like it went yeah. away. Yep. Um, 
And I think that was mainly just like, you know, I'm riding a bike that I've never, that was another thing. I never rode the bike, you know, like yeah. I did a couple of practice starts or cause I had to do a dead engine start. Well, did you tell me you did a better job than dark? Yeah, I started third. Okay, like yeah, I was, yeah. I was pretty did, good. Like we did some practice starts. Uh, you happen to see dark start. I didn't, I didn't get there until like nine 45 and oh, I, the, the on, start was on the complete other side. It was on social. It was uh, our buddy Randy <laughs> was there. So, it, well, his starter button was also on the right side. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I'm like, I think it needs to be on your left. Cause like my bike had it on the, they, they prepped my bike. Like it was one of their like factory bikes. Yeah. Like, like I was going to go win or something like they did. They treated me great, mm-hmm. but like my, my start button was on the left side so that I, my hand was never going to miss the throttle, you know? Yep. Um, but I told him when we were doing some practice starts on Saturday, I'm like, hey, you should just move it because it definitely helps. And he goes, ah, it'll be all right. And I heard his start was pretty bad. <laughs> it, w- it wasn't great. Um, Justin Starling here on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast, GNCC Talk. Uh, thanks to FXR Racing. Pulp 30 is the code to save at FXRRacing.com. Uh, also, the official gear of Justin Starling. You're, you're in FXR for next year. Is that is that settled in? Or are we? Uh, no, nothing signed oh, with okay. it. Um, yeah. We'll see. I'm still trying to figure that out. I haven't really talked too much about it uh, with them. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll figure kinda, it out. Right. I think they've had some other stuff going on, you know, with club and, and yep. Joe and, and all that. So I've been kind of like, I'm always kind of the, the little bit of the, the ladder on it. So, um, uh, I kind of figured later this week, we all would start getting in talks with that, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. Okay. I'm not sure yet. Uh, race tech suspension as well. Thank you to folks at race tech and Namira pistons. They were set up and displaying at the pulp MX Millville ride day, which Starling was supposed to go to. And, uh, and couldn't make happen. But thanks to Namira, uh, they've been over 20 years. They've been pushing the limits of value and reliability in uh, the engine components for motocross, ATV, UTV, and personal watercraft. Uh, coming soon, engine valves and complete cylinders. they got a, f- a full line of cast and forged pistons, connecting rods, gasket kits, and more. Uh, Namira.com, please check them out. Uh, follow them on social as well. Big District 23 people. Thanks to the folks at Namira. Also, Maxxis Tires. Uh, uh, Alex Ray using Maxxis Tires, Jace Kessler as well, Maxxis Tires, uh, MXSTs developed by Jeremy McGrath. Also, uh, soft intermediate, intermediate to hard uh, terrain tires are available now, paddle tires from the folks at Maxxis. So step up, check out a Maxxis if you haven't uh, bought a pair for a long time. They do great things. They're working really well. I had I had a set on my Blue Crew for a while. And uh, thanks to Maxxis.com, uh, mountain bike tires as well, of course. Uh, Maxxis.com for more information on that. Uh, Starling, speaking of Blue Crew, what'd you think? Like, uh, you're not, you, you, you wrote a gas gas for a couple of years now you're on a honda um what'd you think of the blue crew in the woods yeah the bike was good um the suspension was good everything felt felt good on it uh it had like those fast fast bars on yep. it where it's like super like i, I was kind of like blown away with how much movement is in those oh yeah you so you, um, you felt you felt that a little bit huh i could feel it yeah for sure the uh it was it was tough because like i did suspension test on friday uh on supercross and we ended up with like a stiffer setting and then i went to that bike and it was like <laughs> unbelievably soft uh so that was a little bit strange for me to get used to for for the first little bit but the bike was good um it felt really wide obviously from like the gas tank and everything and yeah like that to me was pretty crazy and then of course with the filter being like you know in your face sucking sound of the motor yeah i was like (laughs) damn this thing is super loud um what suspension did they give you like well whose was it or how'd they figure it out or was uh, it just like hey this is close enough for you yeah, so I can't remember his name right now, but he was in, I think, Open A. He got, like, okay. third. Um, but it was his his spare set, because I think he was on, like, the newer bike or something. Yep. Um, but it was a it was a kit set of Factory Connection stuff. So, okay. like, they, they yeah. gave me, like, a good set of suspension. And, uh, like I said, they they treated me like I was just, like, one of their guys. Like, I there yeah. wasn't – it kind of seemed like my bike wasn't much different. It was a 
I think it was a 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't the, obviously it wasn't the new Yamaha 450, but yep. it uh, it was fine for me, right? Like I yep. was not complaining at all. Uh, did you have enough goggles and gloves and all that water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never okay. changed. Uh, I never changed gloves. My gloves were fine the okay. whole time. Uh, I went back to I think it's called the Reflex glove. I've been mm-hmm. wearing like a really thin one in Supercross, but I was like, yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't <laughs> wear those uh, here. So I went to a little bit of a thicker glove. Um, yeah, and then I had. Uh, I think five sets of goggles built, and I wore. I mean, other than that, I shouldn't have had to switch to the other set for the last twenty seconds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it would have, it would have been three sets. So yeah, I went I went through a good bit, and honestly, it, it, every time was my fault. I was going into the water just way too fast, and they always they kept telling me like, "Hey, when you get to the water, like slow down for a second so you don't splash." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, for sure, okay." But then I'd get to it and just splash, and I kept getting my face. And so I had, <laughs> I was running tear off so the water would go behind and everything. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll just pull in for a set really quick. Like, yeah, yeah. like I said, I wasn't sitting there trying yeah. to, um, you know, smoke anyone. So I was taking my time and I'd get a, I'd get a new set. To safe to say Iron Man Hill was the toughest part? No. no? Honestly, I okay. thought Iron Man Hill wasn't bad. Okay. Uh, I wanted to be the hero and go hit the step up on the right side. Yeah. Um, but every time I got to the, to the hill, I kept forgetting that how far right it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I only went around it one time and it was because I saw someone that looked like they were stuck in like my, my line that I was usually taking. Mm-hmm. So I went like far left and went around it once. Um, but no, actually I thought Iron Man Hill was pretty easy. There was another one that was, I, I would say like maybe two miles after that, um, that the last lap I was literally almost like pushing my bike up the thing. Um, that one was pretty tough, but no, I actually thought Iron Man Hill was pretty easy. Okay. I uh, and I, I also think that it was the dirt and everything with it being so tacky, like it was there. Like we we had perfect weather, perfect traction everywhere. I definitely got lucky on it. I was definitely a little bit spoiled because um, I could see if that was like a mudder, that hill would be absolutely yeah. miserable. So when I went, it was a mudder, and the line just kept going further and further to the right. You know what I right. mean? And you like I think that's where these guys really excel. I mean, look, they're all gnarly, like we said. They're all, they're they're incredible riders. I think what these guys really excel at is like finding the line and slowing yes. down, maybe slowing down uh, and looking for a second helps them pick a line. And they, they know like, hey, lap three, I got to move to the right. And so the lap three, they do that or whatever. I think yeah. they're really good at that stuff, you know? Yeah, their their memory has to be just insane because like when they came, when I was sitting on the side and they mm-hmm. came by me, like I was, there was like this part where you like drop down and it was just so rough at the bottom and then rough going up and these guys honestly were just like jumping into it and then just jumping out i'm like dude i don't even think you'd see like tomac doing that you know <laughs> like <laughs> i was just like literally floored and yeah. they were just going so fast and i remember i had jumped in behind uh craig DeLong to get going again because he was yep. like he was about four or five seconds behind that group but i'm like i'm gonna jump behind it to see if i can't stay with them for a second just to see where they're going and we were on like the outdoor portion at that time and he was going so fast that I was like, yeah, okay, I'm not even going to attempt this. You know, like I am going to wad my brains out if I try to go as fast you, as you. So you sound like me at Glen Helen on a Thursday where I'm like, Hey, I'm going to fuck with our AC a little bit here and move over on them, you know, or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get in Adam's way and just, and just screw with them. And and he's so much faster than me. I can't even do that. You know? Like, yeah. yeah. No, they're, they're wild. I think one of the, I will say, I think my favorite thing about the entire experience was the fact that like, the first lap, like, you know, I'm, I'm moving over and letting people buy. And, and I'm, that was like part of the thing. Like they said, if someone comes up behind you and, you know, like mm-hmm. let them go. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, 
man, I'm letting people buy. And they're like yelling, like, thank you. Or like, yeah, let's go. And like fist pumping me. And like, yeah. they're like, everyone was like excited that I was there, which was cool to me. Like, cause they know I'm not like an outdoor guy. You know, I only race no. the prima donna sport. Yes, Supercross. Yes. You don't get dirty. And you never get, no, dirty. I don't get dirty. Like I am like used to being clean and like, it, it, that's my thing, you know? And, and even like so, your, even like your, 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 your weakness in Supercross is like the speedway tracks and the walk. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> like this is, this is like, this is bad for me. And everyone was telling me like, Oh yeah, you're going to be good on the outdoor portions. I'm like, dude, I'm fourth gear wide open. That was my worst section. Um, like I was just like cruising down those, but I was going to ask yeah, you, how we, was, yeah. How was the, did you run into Baylor or DeLong? or strang and and how were the fans and how were the people yeah so i never i never talked to baylor um j-law actually came up behind me and he goes yeah baylor so he's gonna whoop your ass or something and i'm like what is going on here then j-law started posting on uh his story that there was beef and i was like damn it steve because you definitely say that i was gonna dominate baylor yeah, so, and they I definitely mean, for, took that serious do you think people like, really did like do you think people like i saw my instagram post of, no i, 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 I said you know you like, did oh god yeah and, but those are yeah, those are like the people that don't understand humor, in my opinion. Mm. Like, I, you really think I'm going to beat any? I, I expected to get last, and I, I did. You yeah. know, like that yeah. was expected. No, you beat, um, you beat, you beat someone. Um, I beat Thad Duvall and Duvall, someone else. Yeah. They, they also only did one lap. So True. okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you really want to go up, you can say I beat Osborne too because he only did a lap. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I didn't really speak to any of the riders too much. Um, besides okay. that, we're like on our team yep. or like on the Yamaha team. Um, but a lot of the fans and stuff were coming up to me and like, they were just like, man, it's so cool that you're here. And then like, even the announcer came over and talked to me before the race and, yeah. and stuff like that was cool. And then what I thought was like, my favorite part was, um, I was actually headed to the airport Saturday or Sunday night and, uh, string messaged me and, oh, yeah. you know, he was just like, Hey man, I just want to say it's really cool that you came out and like props to you. And, and like, I talked to him a little bit and like, he was like, yeah, I saw you on the last step sitting on the side. I was going to, you know, usually I'd give you like a little rev or something, but I had Baylor all over me, you know, and like yeah, yeah. <laughs> just little stuff like that. Like, you know, if, if, if Prado came over to race an outdoor national and something like that, like you're not going to get Tomac messaging. I'm like, Hey man, it's so cool. You came over. <laughs> and like that to me was really cool. Like that was like, I felt the whole weekend extremely welcomed and, you know, obviously I'm just, I'm not like a big supercross star by any means like i'm a main event guy but you know i'm a mid-packer at the end of the day you know so like to for those guys to be like you know appreciative that i was going to come try their thing and and go at it like that was cool to me and um my i we've already talked about it. we're gonna i think we're gonna do a lot more of them next year so oh, that'd be cool yeah and I'm, be, and I'm gonna actually prepare for it yeah people i think uh you never know like like i said there's a lot of motocrossers that have made a second career out of this and if you can pick it up and figure it out i mean our buddy zacco I thought he would do better. He is struggling a little bit. He's had some injuries too and stuff. And, um, you know, it's not going as well as you'd think for someone like Zacho who loves woods riding and off-road riding. But, yeah. but so you never really know, like, you just being Supercross-only guy, you, you, you never know, like, what works and what doesn't and who gets get, who figures it out and who doesn't. So Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm in full, like, I, I want to do as many as I can of them next year and – like I definitely want to camp at the race too. Like that, that kind of seems like the thing to do. But um, yeah, no, we're we're already in talks of trying to figure out how to do more. And you know, and if if I can do the one after Daytona this year or next year, um, I think they have one that's like on Sunday after. So I'm gonna try to do that one. And um, and then when the season's over, I th I think that they they take like a summer break and then it goes into the last bit of their series. And I'm gonna try to just basically hit all the ones after Supercross. So yeah, uh, oh, that's good. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I had fun. Like it was one of those things I, I've never enjoyed something so much on riding a dirt bike before. Well, so good. I thought I would do this pod with you after the race and you'd be like, Oh my God, it was so miserable. It was so tough. No, you know what I mean? No, All I that loved stuff. It. Yeah. Yeah. No, I absolutely loved it. And, and I think the cool part is, is like, I am so bad at it that it gives me something like something to really look forward to, mm-hmm. you know, and like try to excel in, in two wheels, right? Like, I can ride a motorcycle on the outdoor national and I could probably score some points every race, you know? And, and like, that's cool. Then supercross, yeah, I can make mains, but you're like, you're at that top already, you know? And mm-hmm. like, you're just basically kind of there, but like to go into something and be honestly so bad at it and like want to get better. It's like, that was cool to me. So for me, I'm like, yeah, let's just do as many as we can. And, yeah. and, and, you know, this could turn into something in a couple of years, you know, maybe, maybe I actually get a little bit better and, and and it becomes a future for me that you know it, but who knows like i said right now i'm not yeah. even good enough to get my entry fee covered <laughs> um like if someone even offered to pay i'd be like no dude you're wasting yeah, money. yeah don't, don't, worry about it. <laughs> um, don't worry about it i got it you know so yeah no it's cool um uh, no that that's that's awesome uh and again fxr racing race tech suspension privateer island life seat concepts guys are proudly handmade and developed in the usa by motorcycle enthusiasts seat cops seat concepts offers a wide variety of seat options from stylish replacement covers to complete seats uh whether you're hitting the motocross track gearing up for the trek across the country seat concepts has a seat for you uh code is pulpamex 23 to save at seatconcepts.com Thank you to those guys. And Zool's bags as well. Help Let Zool's help pack your passion. Pulp 23 is the code to save. They have the biggest gear bag I've ever seen. Um, it's absolutely massive. So if you want the, um, the biggest one out there, check out uh, the Zool's guys. A Z-U-L-Z. Pulp 23 is the code to save. Whether you're traveling for work, pleasure, or simply hauling the kids to the never-ending sporting events, Zool's understands the wear and tear your luggage goes through. Zool's was born from an extensive background in the luggage and moto industry. Pulp 23, the code to save with Zool's, and Pulp MX 23, the code to save with Seat Concepts. Uh, Justin Starling here on the Privateer uh, Island podcast. Uh, all right, Starling, uh, great to hear the GNCC stuff went well, and I'm, I'm stoked that you had fun. And again, thank you to Ampro, Yamaha, and Yamaha itself uh, for making it happen. Mike Ulrich uh, uh, making this thing work for us. Uh, I'm glad that Pulp MX could do this uh, for you, and... Again, thanks to all those guys for doing it, and good job on that. I'll, I, um, I, was, I was stoked that you had fun. So, um, All right, Supercross 2024 for you. We've talked a bunch. You've come in studio. You've, you've been on the phone. You, know, you run your own program, and you love it, and it's working out well for you, and you're, you're, you're doing a, a good, good job with it. Um, and I guess I'm, you're just going to roll that thing over but switch to a Honda? Is that the plan? Yeah, that's the plan right now is just to just to stick with it. You know, I, I like having the freedom uh, with my own program to to do things like the GNCC, you know, and, and then also Paris and so on. So, um, yeah, for me, it's the best thing that I can do. Um, and then also not have any commitments to, to this or that and then work with the people I want to work with. So, uh, yeah, plans to to stay with the same program. Uh, yeah, I'm on Hondas this year. Uh, a little bit of a different. Yeah. Why this? Why the switch to Honda? Uh, so I did all my training last year or this past season with, uh, like Sexton, you know, and you mm-hmm. see the bike and it, it looks good. It works really good. And no, you know, I, read and on the me, internet, I read on the internet, it causes you to lose your front end. It's a Honda. Yeah. Car. I don't know. I, yeah. My front end feels amazing. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know where they're thinking that, but it, uh, yeah, it was like, a, I just met Lars and stuff throughout the season and, and when he was in Florida and, and just everyone at Honda was always super nice, mm-hmm. you know? And, and for me, I'm like, well, I have no ties to anyone, you know? So like, why don't I try something new? And I still had some connections with Honda from from past relationships and, and amateurs and stuff. So mm-hmm. for me, it was like, you know, let's let's do this and let's make a change. And 
just try to start fresh and and that's what we've done and it's been uh it's been awesome you know i've got a couple weeks on supercross on the bike and I've never felt so good. I mean, everyone says that, right? They're all yeah. Come on, yeah, yeah, exactly. Start. Yeah, like, stop like, it. <laughs> yeah, it's such a it's such a cliche thing, but I, I do feel better on, on the bike. Um, you know, if you put me head to head with me last year, I I would think I'm better, but I'm also on like a new track and everything. Um, so it's you can't really compare it, but like just the feeling, you know, between my legs and in my hands, like it feels mm-hmm. better. So. Uh, I've been enjoying it. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, the bike is really comfortable to ride. I mean, it's a Honda, you know, it's, it's great quality. So, um, yeah, it's been good. And mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to do uh supercross again and, um, maybe some outdoors. Just, we'll kind of see like where it is with all the SMX stuff, you know, um, I, I would like to, to, to not have to do the LCQ for next year. Um, and maybe try to go straight in, but it kind of just depends like after this week and I've honestly, I'm a little bit more like, hey, let's do stuff that I really enjoy, and mm-hmm. so so maybe less outdoor stuff in the summer, more GNCC. I guess I don't know. Like we'll yeah. we'll see. You know, like that's kind of a little bit where I'm at. So, and then also, uh, my wife will will have our first child uh, like around May first. So yeah, congrats she, on that, story, by the way. Congrats. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, so that should be like right in between, hopefully, a Supercross race, and then you know, as soon as the season's done, I'd like to uh, to really put you know time into that and and uh and focus on the real world stuff so um yeah we'll see but yeah as of right now is get ready for supercross and uh run the same program mm-hmm. and um not make a whole lot of changes with it being bigger or smaller kind of just run the same thing but uh yeah just uh try to try to go get some better results than I did this year so the smx thing was weird for me to watch you a little bit i we you know we, we texted back and forth and i saw you at the races and stuff but like I don't know. Like, I mean, we're, we're, I'm in a group chat. Somehow I got roped, on, roped in this group chat with all of you. Yeah, I don't know how to, you're in there. I don't know either. I, it's, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but all the private, there's a bunch of privateers and then me. Um, and, you know, A Ray and I have been having a lot of fun at Cade's expense uh, for not racing the SMX rounds. But also, I got to be honest, darling, and we're buddies. I know I can say anything to you. I yeah. was confused by your SMX participation. You yeah. were one foot in. Not really committed, not riding that hard. I don't even know if I would say one foot. Okay. In. I'd say like a toe. Yeah. So you, and yeah. like you're a great rider. Uh, it just looked like you were there to collect some LCQ money and, and call it a day, which confused me, Starling. Yeah. So I, it all kind of goes back to Supercross. Okay. Um, I was told there was like no wave with just racing Supercross you were going to qualify. Right. You know, so yeah, by the I end mean, of the we season. We all were. We all were. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, so by the end of the season, you know, I, I'm sitting there like, okay, like, let's just, there's funding to finish the Supercross season, but like, there's no funding left after. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's gone. So, yeah, my brain, and I, obviously I went and got married and everything. So, like, my brain was like, cool, like, I'm not going to spend the summer, like, kind of getting ready. I'm just going to, like, I put on some weight. Like I went and got married, went on a honeymoon. I, I went and did like normal life stuff, you know, and, um, just put all my eggs in that basket. And, and also I was switching brands and hadn't done any supercross riding prior and, and so on. So, and then the weekend before I was in Italy racing a, a race fast cross, you know, and I, I was really like, yeah, I'm not doing SMX because like, well, first off, I didn't think I'd qualify. And second mm-hmm. off, like I haven't spent any time on the bike, you know, nothing. And, uh, when I was sitting in, in, in uh, Italy, Joshua was like, uh, dude, just like, just go, you know, like just go to Charlotte and just see how it goes. And I'm like, all right, it's like eight hours away. Also, I didn't even have my van. My van was literally like out of commission, like getting ready for next season. So I didn't have a vehicle to go, you know? So it was like very last minute. Then my suspension ended up getting stuck in customs and, 
Um, I didn't even have suspension. So I had like a really soft outdoor setting that was like built to go ride at my local track for mm -hmm. fun. Um, so we were already like really far behind the eight ball. Like it's not going to go well, but like, Hey, we'll go and just, and see what SMX is about. And then of course it's like a, a speedway race, which is like the worst thing for me. And, uh, yeah, so I was like, you know, I'll, I'll just do this one. It'd be cool to, you know, see how it all works and, you know, we'll plan on it for next year. And, um, I mean, everything was out of pocket for me to go to Charlotte, you know. And, yeah, if you go prepared and you do the three, like, yeah, you can make good money. Like, you'll you'll come out ahead. Um, I just – it wasn't in my plans because I was thinking even by end of outdoors, like, I'm not going to be in, you know. And, like, they weren't taking alternates. There was, like, this whole thing, like, you have to be top 30. Well, they ended up taking alternates all the way back to people that scored, like, two points. I mean, um, it, it was a little crazy because, you know, yeah. we spent these podcasts talking about oh, Forkner's out and McAdoo's out and, and what's going to happen. And, and, and then next thing you know, like Luca Marsalisi is, is refusing invites and they're, and they're just going yeah. down. And it was odd to see all that, you know? Yeah, I, did, I just didn't understand it. And then, like, I wasn't given any information on anything. So I'm like, okay, like, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and try to – fetch you know, fetch for information on something i don't really understand what it is you know and <laughs> okay. and then i got like a phone call like hey are you gonna race and it was from the ama and i was like yeah you know just so i could get some sort of information and yeah. then i didn't hear anything again until the wednesday before the race yeah so like literally driving on thursday or friday i don't remember which i think it was thursday i'm like yeah dude i don't know where we park i don't know if i need to sign up still i don't know if this is going to cost money i i have a credential does it even work i I don't know, you know, like everything was just completely in utter chaos, I guess, on my side. Um, and then I, I wanted to do sh to to do L.A. because it's a coliseum and we weren't going to go back there. Mm -hmm. um, but I was supposed to get a bike and I was going to bring my suspension and actually like try to go for it at this race. And um, the bike fell through. And then, yeah, in the group chat, a race like you can ride mine. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, sure. Why not? You know, like I'll fly out there and do it. So, yeah, we. Uh, yeah, we, we we didn't put well, much into it. Like I said, like I would yeah. even say a foot in, I'd say a toe in. Um, it any, was just like any uh, any truth to the fact that it actually was the bike that made you crash first practice, and it wasn't you. It was just the bike is cursed. Uh, so we were having clutch issues, okay. um, and I think it was a clutch issue that I didn't even crash. I just like the bike just like all of a sudden just like went from feeling like the clutch was slipping to just like full blown fourth gear wide open. <laughs> and I landed like in the berm and like twisted my ankle really bad. And I was like, and I was already on like my bad ankle. Yeah. And I was like, what the heck? So I pulled off cause my arm, my ankle was on fire. And I was like, man, of course, first practice, like I'm already on the side getting a medic card out of thing. We had a lot of fun at that on our group text. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I'm like, I'm fine. And I kept telling them, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, let me just put my boot on and get out of here. Like, it just, it hurt really bad for a second. And uh, yeah, it ended up being like a whole stir. And everyone's like, you're just doing it for attention. I'm like, no, I was trying to leave. Like, I just like didn't have my stuff. They were telling me that I needed an x-ray and mm -hmm. they were like overbearing a bit with it. But yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, I'd say a toe-in would be as bad okay. as I, about as much as I did for it. Um, so how much money did you make? Did you make enough to help? Did, did, did it matter? I mean, uh, I, I think like four or five grand uh, with LCQ stuff and then some sponsor money that, that was still in the contract to go. You probably spent, um, you probably spent three grand? Or, no, I, no, I think I spent honestly like a grand okay. um, in total with yeah. just like some flights. And I have a companion pass and stuff on Southwest. Mm -hmm. So like my wife coming with me to LA was, was pretty cheap and – 
Um, yeah, so didn't, we didn't spend much. Uh, so that was fine. Like we made a little bit of money and, and it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I had no plans at all to go to Chicago. Uh, there wasn't a vehicle there for me to get my stuff there. And, um, it just was, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go chase this when I don't really understand it anyway. So it was, yeah, we just did a few just, or a couple, I guess you could say just to, uh, just to do them and, mm-hmm. and have some fun. And, and my wife is from, uh, out near LA. So it was like a little trip to go back and see some friends and stuff for her and, um, but yeah, and this, this year, I think we'll put a little bit more eggs into the basket for it. But, uh, yeah, if we're in the LCQ, I will, we'll see, I guess where things are at around that point. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's still pretty far away. Yeah. So yeah, maybe take it a little more seriously this year or look at the points or whatever. Uh, right. The nice thing is we'll be on the same bike going yeah. into it. So we won't be doing a big change or anything and I'll be racing a lot more in the summer. So I'll right. actually be more prepared. So. The uh, the switch to the Honda. You know what's funny is you look at the aluminum frame versus the steel frame. You've been on gas gas for a few years, and uh, and all of that. And you look at the the steel frame to aluminum frame. You think it's going to be stiffer, but from people I talk to, one of the problems with that KTM chassis, and I assume the gas gas is the same way, is the stiffness of the chassis uh, and and how it feels. So, what do you feel on the Honda compared to a gas gas? Yeah, I I mean I, the Honda to me feels like it has way more flex, yeah. like way way more. The the gas cast was such a rigid bike, and mm-hmm. and I don't like rigid by any means. Like I like the thing to have some some flex. If I run like FCP mounts, is like I want some flex in the thing. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing that I noticed the most is like the gas cast to me. Like say if I rode the same track two days in a row, but the first day the track was rough, the second day the track got groomed and was smooth, the bike just felt so entirely different on the two different types of tracks mm-hmm. and then this you ride the same track rough two days in a row like it just didn't feel the same to me like it was always like i don't know if it's like this uh, like just the austrian brand thing but like mm-hmm. you see those guys constantly searching for different stuff and and all these different parts and changing this this and this where i've noticed on the honda like i can go to different tracks indoor or outdoor and the bike feels the same like it always feels the same like we ride supercross and like track will be super rough Mm -hmm. and crappy but it feels the same as it did when the track was smooth like it feels good and you know vice versa so for me the consistency has been my favorite thing Mm -hmm. uh where like when the bike felt bad like i'm pretty picky with how the uh, how a bike should feel and when the bike felt bad like i would ride bad and i would feel bad and it would be an off day yeah where i just haven't had like an off day on the honda like Mm -hmm. it's been like every day i feel good so um, I, I enjoy the aluminum chassis a lot more. Um, I didn't realize that I would, uh, as much as I have, but yeah, the more flex and it feels like I get a little bit more with my tires and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I've been enjoying it. And yeah. I'm also on a new suspension company too. Yeah. So oh, that's you, been, uh, what do you, what'd you switch to? Uh, active ride. So oh. the same guy that's doing like oh, yeah. Ken stuff and everything. So, uh, uh, just, he added another, another, another guy to Matt's, uh, stable. Yes, Matt has Matt is overworked. He has two sets of my suspension in his place right now, and uh, we just did a test on Friday. Like we're the dude has got more going on than he can even count. But he does. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's been awesome. Although and I hear I hear great. I hear Kenny, who is notoriously hard to please. I heard Kenny's not really. He's happy. He's not making Matt jump through uh, hoops left and right. You know. Yeah, he's the only thing that we've done since uh, I started using his stuff on Supercross is we're on a little bit of a stiffer fork. Mm-hmm. That is it. Like my shock, we haven't changed once. We've done more. We've done some fork stuff, but that is it. My stuff has been unbelievable, and 
it's brought confidence, which was where I could go back to where like, I feel like I'm faster because like there's confidence in the bike the whole time. So, um, yeah, he's been, he's been awesome. And I'm not even on my kit suspension yet. Like we haven't even moved to that stuff yet. And Mm -hmm. he, he swears up and down. It's going to be way better. So, um, yeah, so far it's been, it's been awesome. Uh, Justin Starling here on FXR racing race, tech suspension, privateer Island Life podcast, uh, presented by roost. Firepower, Zool, Seat Concepts, Maxxis Tires, Namira Pistons all on board with us, as is uh, Justin Starling. Um, so, yeah, same same program. You know, it, you, you've proven that, you know, look, it, it kind of sucks to drive, and but you've had some people help you drive the series. Um, it's not ideal to practice and to do all that, but you've proven that this model, you know, with Supercross, purse money and contingency and everything else can really work for guys. And, you know, Logan Carnell is another example of, of somebody who's making it work. Um, I feel like I feel like it's starting to switch a little bit. You know, we had a lot of teams like the SGB guys and other people burn people, right? And some teams that are just half-ass and and cheese cheese dick teams. And I feel like Starling, uh, when it comes, because you know, like Harlan, for example, he's he's staying the same team that he did this year. He's going to get a little more help, but he's also he's he kind of builds his own thing and does his thing. You yep. do it. Uh, Cade uh, brought some guys into PRMX and, and did it. Uh, Carnow is doing. It. I fe- A Ray tried it last year and and what it did work. Although A Ray's results, you know, he had a shitty year. But like, I feel like you guys, you Islanders, are starting to understand that if you put some emails and you got a personality and you put some emails and some phone calls together, that this is the way to go. And I think you're one of the guys that figured it out first. Yeah, I. I've been on the B level teams plenty yep. of times. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, you've been there. <laughs> sing- yeah, I've been there for you know eight, eight, nine years and and doing that. And I thought that's what you had to do, right? Like mm-hmm. I was like, I, I thought like this is where you you either this or like don't even line up, you know, like go home. And uh, honestly, in 2019, I uh, I went in my van. I was on a I was on a West Coast 250 team, and I went on my van on the East Coast on some 450 stuff. And I made all three mains that I did and my results weren't any different than like they would have been if I was out of a semi. And I was like, wait a second, like you can actually do this, you know, without all this Mm -hmm. support. And, um, so that kind of got my brain going. And then 2020, you know, I went to another team and and it just wasn't any different, you know, like I was Mm -hmm. like, Nope, this is still just as bad, if not maybe worse than what I was on. And, uh, I I went from, you know, riding for two teams in one year and I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. You know, I'm going to go do my own thing and, and see what I can do. And the first year was rough, you know, like you're learning so much the whole time. It's like a GNCC, right? Like you go into the first race, you're like, do I even have enough stuff? Like, do I have this? Do I have that? Like, how does this work? Um, and then each year I've gotten the program a little bit better. And I just, I don't know, like they're the B level teams. They, they all end up screwing you in some way and it all kind of goes South in some way. (laughs) And, uh, I just kind of got to the point where I was like, you know, I, when I was on those teams, like if I needed parts, like I had to call them and they were like, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll get back to you in a week later. Like they haven't even shipped anything. Mm-hmm. And so I start contacting the sponsors and then they get mad and I'm like, well, I'll just do this myself. So, yeah. Yep. yeah so I just started building my own thing and, and I, I love it, you know, and I just, like I said, I like the freedom, but I, I love being able to, to, you know, express myself at the races as me, you yeah. know, you're not under someone's wing and being told to do this, this and this. You know, it's it's whatever I want to do and, and the way I want to do it. But I also want to look professional and do it professionally. And, um, you know, this year we'll have, you know, like I guess you could call them blogs. Um, 
from the races. We've had a filmer come out to Florida so far, and then also we just did the GNCC with him, and uh, he's going to be handling all of our content and merch and everything like that. So for me, that's pretty cool uh, to do something a little bit different. I don't want to do the whole editing thing with all that and, and all that, but he's going to do it all. So we, uh, we'll be able to show, show myself a little bit more and, and kind of show what the program is and everything. So, um, yeah, I like doing it this way. It's fun. It's a yeah. lot of work. Uh, it's very stressful. Like, especially like this time, yeah. like this is the most stressful month, right? Like, sure. like you're, you're sitting there and like, you haven't even gotten really like a dollar in for the program <laughs> yet. And you're like, Oh my God, you know, like this is going to work, you know, yeah. like, are we going to make it happen? And then it's always, it's, it starts to come together, but, and I'm also only like a one rider team thing, you know? So like, it gets difficult when they're like, well, you know, we need multiple guys, but you know, when you go try to sign some dude that's paying for a ride and you, you off, off earlier them like something and they're like, well, I want to get paid. You're like, well, dude, you're paying yeah. to ride for this <laughs> crappy team. And now you want to get paid to ride for me. That doesn't make any sense. So, you know, I've never gone the, the two rider thing I've tried and it just never has made sense for what they want. And, uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I enjoy it. It's been fun. Yeah. I don't plan to ever really go away from it. Um, I think the only time that you'd ever see me go away from running my own program would be, you know, if it was a GNCC thing, you know, yeah. like that <laughs> that route. But uh, yeah, I, I don't plan to ever abandon this and I plan to keep it around for years to come. Yeah, actually, shout out to Moran's too, another guy I, I missed, but he's doing the same thing. And, yep. and do you agree? I've been telling him to yeah. do that for so long. Yeah, Kevin, especially. It's been like right? three years. I'm like, dude, just like, yeah. stop riding for underneath other people's awnings. Go be yourself. Yeah, like, he's finally you, doing it. Yeah, you need to broadcast yourself. And he's doing it. And I, I think he's starting to understand that it costs a lot of money to run a rig like he's going to run. <laughs> so he's been pretty like stressed out. But uh, yeah, it's cool. I, I, I just think it's better for us like to, to, to not be under someone's wing unless we're getting paid X amount of dollars. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's even then it's like, hey, is it is it really worth it in the long run? So. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. And and are you with me, though, in figuring out and in, in, in agreeing that other privateers are looking at that more and more? than they Yeah, I do. Of, I, I, I fully agree with it. I, I, I you know, I, I think they're they're starting to see that it works. Right. Like, you know, I think I'm a, I've been a big part of it, you know, with, with it working, you know, like I, I in the last two years, I've only missed five mains and, you know, two of those were injury. So like they're like, hey, like it doesn't matter what you're on, you know, as long as you broadcast yourself enough and you know you can be yourself. I think it's worth it, mm-hmm. and uh, it's cool to see other riders doing it. It's also kind of stressful because then they're all going after <laughs> like who the sponsors that you're normally going after. Mm-hmm. So it makes it a little bit more difficult for for like say like me, but uh, mm-hmm. you know I let my results kind of to play the part in it. But uh, yeah, it's I, I like that people are doing it. It's I think the right way to do it, but. Um, it's yeah. also all these teams and they don't have star money, so they can't sign all these riders. So these <laughs> riders either have to retire or keep racing. But mm-hmm. if we want our sport to get bigger, we need riders out there. So yeah, uh, I like it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so uh, I'll see you in Paris. Is that, uh, yeah, yep. yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. I'll um, be the, I'll be on a four fifty this time. Oh, I was going to uh, say two fifties. Okay. No four fifty. Yeah, no, I was on the two fifty last year yep. just cause I, I didn't understand how a lot of it worked. Um, they offered more running to ride the 250. So I was like, Oh, okay, I'll do it. And then I was like, yeah, I don't like the 250, you know, like it's not me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm going to ride the 450, okay. uh, for Florent Richier's team, yep. uh, which will be cool. So, uh, I think I was on like, it's the same situation. Like, uh, a Ray was on last year. Yep. Uh, so I'll be with them and, um, yeah, I'm going to bring a lot of my parts and kind of use it as a test. Um, sure. because, uh, uh, Matt will be there. So, That'll be uh, that'll be good for us, and um, yeah, I'm excited to ride the 450 class. It's gonna be stacked this year, um, really, really stacked. But 
I'm just excited. I, it's nice to go back there and, and, and kind of know how it all works and, uh, and also be on the same brand and, um, yeah. and have like, you know, 90% of my parts with me. So sure. it'll be sweet. Um, absolutely. It, it should be a lot of fun. Um, all right. Uh, so if I had to last question for you here on the FXR racing race, tech suspension privateer Island podcast, if you had to do a season of Zwart cross or a season of GNCC, what do you pick? Zwart across? Yeah. Well, the Zwart across is only one race. I know, but let's say you had to do a season of that. Oh, GNCC. Okay, all right. Because yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I, I'm, I, you might, I might be a GNCC guy. Like, I okay. know I'm bad at it, but um, I've been full brain like trying to get like another bike to to either build up and and go race some of these myself next year, um, or like I've been talking to the AM Pro guys, like, hey, there's the one in Daytona, you know, like yeah, yeah, I'm in, you know, like kind of kind of thing. So. Uh, no, I, I'm like honestly, like I'm full. I'm full in on the GNCC, GNCC okay. thing. I uh, I plan on I racing a lot to, of those in the future. I'm trying to figure out which one was nuttier for you, Zwartcross. Well, Zwartcross is just a um, a, uh, a Dutch Masters. It's just like a, an oh. outdoor national that's just at an, at a festival. Oh I, yeah, but I thought it was like a crazy race. No, no, oh. it's just two thirty-minute motos. Oh, yeah, I no, it's, it's were, okay. I thought it was. Yeah, it's no different than going to a German Masters oh. or a Dutch Masters. It's just at a this that festival. one race is at a festival. Uh, okay, I thought the yeah, race so itself it's like, was a little nuttier. No, it'd be like having um, you know an outdoor national like Coachella. Honestly, like okay. it's like wow, where you're at <laughs> is crazy, but it's still you're just your motos and you leave. Um, okay. Yeah, right. GNCC yeah, is way cooler. <laughs> All right, perfect. Uh, hey man, thanks for the time. Uh, yep. That's awesome you had a good time at GNCC. And again, thank you, Randy Hawkins and Pro Yamaha for making this yeah, happen. Yeah, seriously, thank you to those guys. They they went above and beyond for me and Ulrich and all those guys. They were so awesome the whole time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, ho- I hope I get to do something with them again in the future. That's great. Good to good to hear. Thanks for doing this uh, Privateer Island pod. Uh, I'm sure we'll be texting in that group text real soon, making fun of A-Ray or Cade. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. Real soon. <laughs> Uh, but thanks for doing this, buddy. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, uh, we'll talk to you down the road, man. Thank you. All right, sounds good. See ya.